Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Road to Recovery podcast. This podcast is a platform for education, discussion, and conversations on mental health. I'm your host, Amira Shah, and in this podcast, you'll get to know more about the therapeutic process, insight into life from the perspective of the psyche, and also join me in exploring current issues with other practitioners. I specialize in grief, but I'm always interested in learning about the human experience of the mind, heart, and spirit. So join me on this journey of in-depth learning about ourselves and the world we live in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Science of the Soul. Today, I have with me the director of marketing for Top Rock Productions, Will Chan. And interestingly enough, Will Chan is also a mental health clinician. And we're good friends, we're colleagues. And today, I just wanted to have a chat with him and see what's happening. Hi, Will. Hey, hey, how are you? How are you? How's everyone? (laughs) (laughs) All is well in this part. Um, So we're in Brisbane and it's sunny it's still very summery um oh gosh well lucky for you it's like cold here oh it's 27 now but melbourne oh my gosh yeah yeah (laughs) for everyone who has lived or living in melbourne oh you know how i feel it's uh it's (laughs) it's uh atrocious with the weather it's going cold like at 19 to 14 sometimes on days it's weird Oh, global warming, man. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's just how it is. We just adapt to it. It's just like, uh, <laughs> when it's summer, no, nah, we're not expecting much. <laughs> I guess you guys have the shorter end of the stick when it comes to weather, um, which influences a lot, in my opinion. But on the other hand, because weather is so unpredictable and crap, you have also... Melbourne is like culturally it's awesome and arts wise and there's always something to do mm. like it's very different from Brisbane mm, yeah I think last time I went to Brisbane or Gold Coast it's yeah it's often humid or like crazy weather or if you're just really really sunny which is great you know um and definitely I definitely agree it uh, plays a part into our uh, mental health as well, um, considering that uh, on colder days, you know, people tend to stay home and they would rather go out, especially as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I always see Gold Coast or Brisbane just uh, a whole oh, lot of people outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoying, everybody's smiling. I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> I'm jealous. I know, all that vitamin D, right? Oh, gosh. And there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of sports as well. Like, you can do a lot of things when it's sunny. You can surf, you can swim, you can rock climb, you can do so many things. But when the weather is a bit crap, um, I guess your uh your creativity and your energy has to be a bit more internalized so maybe that's where you know things get more artistic Mm. things get more um i guess you do more indoor stuff so concerts (laughs) um food there's a lot of food there and like food in melbourne is it's epic oh it's great it's got yeah it's got some pros uh but the the fact that you know going to those places you know getting out of bed or like i just can't be staffed to these days you know you just want to stay home and but you do want to go out and you know be (laughs) cooped at home it's just uh, uh but you know (laughs) <laughs> the vastness of australia as well like i find myself thinking about this recently that um i was talking to a friend actually and we were just chatting and i'm just like you know socially it, i feel very isolated although i know you know people are like oh it's 20 minutes away we're only 15 minutes away mm. i'm like but you need a car <laughs> like mm. i can't you and go like hey do you want to go to the coffee shop and have like fried noodles or something um at 11 p.m because mm. you're bored and you have a chat like that just doesn't exist and for from one per, for one person to meet you there and then you have to go get there and it's just like okay even if it did, did exist mm. um 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, considering what the latest uh, news uh, with uh, people going back to work and, um, yeah, I mean, it does cause a bit of an economy uh, crack there where uh, there's not much business going in the city because everybody's staying at home working still, you know. Mm. Um, and I get it, the government is trying to push people to back to work. But in a way, it's uh, it's a bit difficult because a lot of companies going, well, uh, there's less money to rent out offices. Why not people just stay at home and work? But uh, a, lot of the local, a lot of the businesses around uh, these companies in the city is kind of suffering. Um, but also, I mean, it's good for the local businesses around suburbs. You know, you have cafes uh, within mm. suburban homes and they're, they're booming, which is great. Uber uh, Eats. Oh, there's Uber Eats, but, you know, yeah. I mean, it only, what, it only gives a small percentage, you know, towards no, restaurants. I mean, if you're in a neighborhood, right, your local, like, restaurants have picked up in um, deliveries because there are, like, what, five in your area. Yeah. And when the bad and, you know, you don't go, you're not coming back from work to pick something up and, you know, if you're not cooking or whatever, mm. you can get them to deliver. And I think that's happened in my neighborhood a little bit because I saw two restaurants that were closed and I thought they were shut down, like, Mm-hmm. Tables, chairs, everything put aside. Like, I haven't seen anyone in there since I've moved, which is, mm-hmm. like, October. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly, last week, two restaurants, um, it's open. Like, mm-hmm. people are coming around for takeaway and stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought you guys were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that happening here. Uh, but because I think Melbourne is a little bit different because Melbourne, we want to come out. You know, we've been through a big lockdown uh, for a very long time. And I think uh, people are getting the sense that they do need to go out. They want to, you know, and um, and that's why the government's put in place that uh, some of the restaurants may need to expand. You know, I see roadblocks every now and then on streets and just to put tables, uh, tables out. Um, yeah so um, which is understandable you know people do want need do need to go out you know they don't like to be cooped at home because they've done they've done it for a lot of months Uh, you know so and plus you know well the weather that's kind of it's it's kind of a drawback when it comes to rain and all that and like oh to stay home again because of this oh my goodness you know so uh, they're trying to take as much well they're trying take advantage as much of the of the sun as much as possible, right? So um, that's why a lot of restaurants are expanding a bit of their space. And uh, I went to Glen Waverley uh, the other day and um, I can see there's a lot of car parks being blocked off and, um, and now it's just filled with tables. Um, and uh, it's, it's kind of understandable that people uh, tend to go out a lot more often um, than pre-COVID maybe. Yeah, so with all the yeah, so all the tables are usually filled. Um, so they can just well, the restaurants they need to do what they need to do, you know, um, to try and get their revenue up and um, try and support as much as they can, and especially like inventory and because I know like um, uh, just recently I think because of the drought, okay, this is like oh unbelievable, but you know, meat prices has gone up and, uh, you know, because of the drought. So, uh, you know, there's a huge demand of stock uh, from restaurants. So it's, it's an impact. So not only that, uh, it's impacting restaurants, but, um, yeah, they'll need to also try and get more customers in as uh, as much as possible as well. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting because I think whatever that's happening there is quite different from what's happening over here. Mm, yeah, for sure. We've had better luck. We've had better luck mm. with, with COVID. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You guys are fine. <laughs> so, um, you know, and uh, just to give a background, guys, I mean, yeah, I'm a health clinician, uh, clinician um, 
as well, but more into the whole uh, marketing prospect as well. I'm a photographer and videographer. Um, there's a huge spike in the art industry, which is great. Um, and with the huge spike of people, just businesses alone, uh, reaching out to me to do some uh, Facebook or YouTube ads uh, for for their restaurants or or any other businesses around, uh, that's been picking up a lot because obviously they need um, they need more uh, consumers, right? So, um, and that's where they get all their customers from. So, uh, so with all the videographers out there, photographers, get out there. There's a huge tip I, I like to send to you guys. Uh, definitely get onto, even if you're just walking around with a camera in your hand, go into your cafes, go into local businesses. You know, the word of mouth is, is a powerful thing. Um, you know, you just go in there shoot some cakes, shoot some coffees, um, they'll love it. And then if you, if it's it's a win-win for you guys, if you can strike a, a business opportunity like that to to get more people out of their homes and enjoy your stuff. So. Mm. Would you do pro bono stuff if you're starting out as a photographer or a videographer? A pro bonus? Like, a... like just do stuff for free for cafes and restaurants? Yeah, it sort of depends. So, I mean, it's uh, that's what I kind of started with. You know, I mean, a lot of it is obviously everybody loves free stuff, right? So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you strike a conversation, you do your, you know, old like I'll tell you a little story. I went to a cafe uh, in Melbourne, uh, in the city. I went in there, drank the coffee, loved the lemon slice, and I said, hey, I love your, uh, I love how you do things. I love the aesthetics, what you've done here. Uh, can I do some photos and videos for free? They're like, cool. Yeah, why not, you know? So you do that for about maybe an hour or two and then edit on the spot. So, for guys, it's good if you edit it right there and then and give them the product right there so they know the quality and how flexible you are. Um, and they'll pay you afterwards if they liked it, like your stuff, you know. They've obviously got Instagram and Facebook or what or YouTube. Um, yeah, that, it's definitely a way in to go, okay, well, if the cafe loves it, I'm pretty sure they'll have other connections and then they'll recommend mm. you to other people, and that's how I got into it. That's so interesting. I actually never even thought of that. I That wouldn't even like strike my mind <laughs> yeah it's a, it's i always yeah. thought they called someone if they needed someone like but that is it's very um what is that word i'm looking for it, it really you're taking a lot of initiative and yep. it's coming from a place of appreciation and creativity and it like you cannot even misconstrue that that's mm. like almost agendaless <laughs> if you're not money out of it just go like i like your stuff i love your place mm. um mm. just take some photos and if you like them you can have them <laughs> yeah pretty much it's it's you know i mean it all depends on how committed uh with your passion obviously so mm -hmm. you know you lo you love doing what you're doing take the initiative to do it you know uh if you're not taking initiative to do it then maybe it's not for you um mm. that's uh, that, that's a general that's a tip for everyone yeah. yeah that's a good indication if you're not willing to do that just because you love it then mm. maybe the passion is not there mm. and i get it that people need the money i i treat money as a tool but it's no point getting to do something and try to uh just because it's money um you need that purpose to drive you to do what you love doing Otherwise, mm. it's just, you know, money just comes in second. It will come if you love doing what you're doing, um, you know, whether it's knitting, you know, or whether it's uh, doing some, like making shoes. Some people make shoes and wallets or something like that in their homes, you know, and um, as long as you love doing what you're doing and you, and you display that passion to other people, it's not just the product that they're going to look for. You know, they don't look at too much of the quality. Yeah, it's the quality and everything that comes in second. But it's the experience and the story you portray to them that makes mm -hmm. them connected to the products that you're making or or the things you do. 
And that's what I kind of picked up on a lot of uh, things that I do. I mean, that's, and I mean, in my past, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, doing different things, trying different things. Heck, I was a chef for six months because <laughs> I, 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 I still love food. Don't get me wrong, but I hated, hated, um, actually hated in being in the environment, you know. So there's yeah. so many ways and considering that with a lot of people that has been through COVID and uh, months of lockdown and, um, you know, and I get it when um, sometimes passion has been lost or or you, you don't know where to go from there and, and lost all hope, but there are things there that um, – when you're connecting with people and uh, which is the most important thing, um, that's something you can share that sort of experience you can share amongst each other, you know, um, because mm-hmm. if everyone are on the same boat of things, you know, they, they have the same experience, you know, it was hard uh, financially, mentally, everything, you know, mm-hmm. so um, don't ever think that you're alone. You know, there are people out there, your friends, your family, and uh, and that's why psychologists and counsellors are very important as well there. If you're feeling really alone, you don't know who to reach out to, right? Mm-hmm. And on that note, Will, you were talking about how we're all in the same boat and this struggle that we've all had on a global level pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shared one. And I think two things come out of that one is that we are able to empathize better uh, more more wholeheartedly i think because we're able to we know what we're what we've experienced or what we are still experiencing we're not alone we know it's a shared thing Um, and so when we connect with our friends or family if we're experiencing something in particular i don't know if I remember. You remember when we spoke earlier? Um, I think a few weeks ago, Will, and I was just mm. saying this is like existential dread I was feeling. Mm, yes, yes, I remember yeah. that. And in initially, just for only for like a moment, I'm like, oh, this sucks. I hate this. You know, this existential dread. Why am I suddenly feeling this? Because I've never actually felt like this ever before. Um, for people who don't know me very well, I am quite a person that's always geared towards meaning and purpose. Mm. Um, you know, I, I appreciate like very small things and I can very happily trot along in life with very the the basics basically um and so experiencing an existential dread or like a crisis almost just out of nowhere was very strange for me i'm like the last time i was this moody was like i don't know when i hit puberty <laughs> and <laughs> i don't know that about, that was about hormones what is this about like, i'm not like i i, I don't think i in a premenopausal stage, like, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? And then suddenly, I'm like, you know what? If I'm feeling like this, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone. I'm pretty sure there are people out there um, that might be experiencing something quite similar. And so I, I spoke with you, Will. I think I spoke with um, a couple of my good friends um, in Singapore, in the UK, mm. and and I was just like. No, actually, it's shared. This is also shared. Mm. And I realized that that was because it's been like a year since we've had, you know, this pandemic, lockdown, drama sort of thing. Mm. And in the past, in the past year, a lot of our struggles, they were more acute, like job, money, you know, struggling to adapt, not being able to go out, fear of our own health and safety and blah, blah, blah. So they were all very acute issues. And then now we've just been in the space um, almost in that. Yeah, it is on a global global level where we can't even leave. Some places can travel a little bit. Some can't, you know, vaccines, blah, blah, blah. And there's this sense of trappedness, even if you're not a TCK or TCK is a third culture kid, someone who, um, or person, someone who's grown up in different countries and moved around a lot in life. 
yes, you know, the the, the feeling of entrapment in one country mm. is, can be quite overwhelming. But just generally, people like people go away, <laughs> even mm. if it's interstate. Their their family, their friends, their work, um, mm. they have attachment to other places, and yeah. So this existential dread was kind of not something I was experiencing alone. And the more I spoke with people, the more I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm not alone in this. And that helped. And that also helped me really hear what other people were talking about. Mm. Mm. Um, and want to reach out. And, and and I think about them as well. So this, this shared struggle, this shared crisis, um, has really given me the appreciation for a really just appreciating the moment mm -hmm. a lot of acceptance and patience um and the empathy i i've always thought of myself as a pretty you know empathetic person i'm mm -hmm. a counselor you know and i've always done a lot of things that you know coming mm -hmm. from the heart i feel people but uh, this is a different level Mm. Um, empathy that I'm feeling like I'm just feeling empathy for the world <laughs> um, and it just like it just permeates through um, so that, that that was just what I wanted to share about mm. where you were from. yeah for sure like I can relate in so many levels um, and uh, Amira is just great you know with uh, you know and that's the kind of uh, things I sort of relate to in terms of empathy with other people, uh, know the struggles, and know change. Change is a big thing, right? Like to mm -hmm. and at a constant uh, adapting to certain uh, environments, and it's just it 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 builds up, you know, with uh, with all the things that you've listed, you know, and sometimes, uh, yeah, people are not. Sometimes, sometimes people can adapt to that, you know, and they, they, whenever there's things that are constant and it's working and then suddenly, bam, COVID hit, mm. it's like, it, it can create a traumatic effect in that sense as well. You know, it's mm. like, oh my God, what do I do? Do I, do I, do I, do I'm going to have work? You know, security's not there. Uh, you know, what's going to happen if I'm going to stay in my family, with my family too much? Am I going to go crazy? You know, all that anxiety uh, can come in so much. Um, but it's, it's, it, it's definitely something that in my experience have uh, related to a lot of people. Um, especially mm. business owners, especially people who are trying to maintain the uh, the passion and stuff as well. So, uh, mm. yeah, and uh, a lot of the times, like, oh my god, when I hit, when I say, you know, how were you? How are you? You know, how are you? those three words are like so powerful right now these days. Mm. You know, because they're either trying to transition, trying to adapt, or maybe uh, you know feeling a little bit isolated themselves still and you know being trapped like you said as well and I was like how are you how, how are things at home you know are you still working at home and all that yeah feel free to reach out you know and uh, I'll see there's if there's other people I can connect you with you know we it became a community where people are helping a lot more these days you know it's mm. a segue to like oh I know where you're where where you're coming from. Mm. You know where I'm coming from. You know what? Let's appreciate the, all the things around us right now. You know why do we have to compete against each other these days? You know mm. this is not the time to do it um, because economy is, is crap, and um, <laughs> you know we are still building businesses and we're still trying to connect people. And there are people are uh, still afraid and being at home and and don't want to go out as much and i get it like that's totally understandable for people who are listening um you know but it takes time everything takes time and and, when, and getting used to um going back into uh the open and and going back to normal whatever normal is uh you know it, it does take a bit of time but um but yeah like amira was saying you know you're not alone you know, everybody has suffered the same thing. Probably you suffered even more, which is quite understandable as well. You know, nobody knows uh, everybody's situation, but we do mm. know that it was hard, you know, for mm. all of us. 
So mm. what I tend to say with a lot of directors, producers and people alike, I'd say, look, let's work together. You know, why don't we? People are, are, are wanting to get into the industry, wanting to obviously provide food for their families or put food on the table in general, um, mm. you know, trying to survive. We are surviving, you know, mm. and we are doing great. You know, we are progressing. We are um, finding purpose and finding means to uh, uh, be working together as one, as a human mm. being. And I love that, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, I get it with other people are still um, trying to get there. And, um, you know, so a lot of people are like, uh, I think I've met a few really introverted people, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know if I can get to where your level. And I'm like, there's no level. We are working mm. together. We're progressing. It's up to you to come up to people and say, hey, I need help. You know, and I think, the, um, and, and people mm. are more willing more willing to go, yeah, for sure. I do what I can, you know, because people know where you're coming from because they've been there just themselves. Mm. So yeah. that's that's kind of a message I like to portray to everyone <laughs> whoever's listening. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you're saying all these things, the first thing that came into my mind was um, a collective sense of identity. When you said, "Yes, we're at the same, like what level." Um, I forgot your words, but um, <laughs> no. what, like we we exist as a community, um, mm-hmm. human beings. I mean, we, we never we never really thrived. We can survive, but we never really thrive, mm-hmm. and we isolation. And I guess what what we've learned from this, the many lessons. This pandemic has given us a lot of lessons, mm-hmm. and one of the lessons is that collective identity um, where we help each other out. We want to help each other out um, and not only for our own benefits, but also for others. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and that's where sure. this comes in, right? Like, why am I doing these productions? Why this, why that? Oh, well, because it makes people happy, you know, entertainment really helps their mental health and just in general, like mm. you are joy more or less um and when you help someone else i guess uh thrive in their business as well you're not only giving them a a sense an elevated sense of purpose and meaning but also for them to be able to do that for others to to provide others with you know cakes and lemon slices Mm. Mm. trying to, to send through film you know um messages through songs for movies whatever it is there's mm. always something greater at the end of it where it would benefit the greater good mm. oh for sure when we work together like it just that that synergy um it's what is how the human race have, have i guess thrived this mm. whole time oh for sure i mean i guess and that's uh, that sort of explains a lot about uh, why I got into the whole film business. Um, it's because I want to help people uh, send a message to everyone. I mean, uh, think of it for people who are listening. I'm pretty sure you, you, in, when you're a child, you, you, wa- you, 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 um, you watch your first sci-fi film star wars or people who are trekkies or 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 people who loves um uh uh really old films when like you know they portray the three stooges you know charlie chaplin mm-hmm. you know the comedy it it strikes our emotions and um that there's there's uh yeah and, that, and that's what it, 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 I guess it's my okay. My personally, per, uh, personally, I 
I use it as an escape from all the things when I was working in different other industries. When I before I did photography, you know, I, I was working at a reception at a hotel, you know, trying to get money, trying to trying to study. <laughs> you know, I get it. You know, like you need the money to to fund uh, whatever you need for books, and uh, you know, you want to get out of that. You know, and and we always revert to, or back then it wasn't Netflix, it was DVDs, videotapes, and we all watched that because. It it was downtime for everyone, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, and now a lot of movies been based on books and uh, trying to send a, mis- a message and to to many generations uh, in the future, you know, and I want to help um, these movies or TV series to get out there and show it to the future generations and portray the right message that um, that that people can work together in that sense as well um, mm. and the, and display that emotion is it's okay to be uh, uh, full portray your full emotions and stuff as well so uh, that's I guess that's much one of my calls you know <laughs> so um, because going to the dark side of here uh, of, of this conversation but we are not going to live forever obviously but it's always good to be aware that we like to leave something behind for the future generations, your your sons, your grandsons, or granddaughters, granddaughters, generations in the future. So, like, yeah, you want to leave something behind so that it creates a better future, you know, and this is why I like the whole progression of people coming together and working together, um, you know, and it sort of edges to what we really should be as a human being the expression of art for me um in whatever form has always su- has always served as a source of inspiration mm. um maybe that's yeah and i think it's different for everyone you know you can have i do have my escape shows uh, my feel-good shows you know when i know mm. that serotonin is really low um <laughs> one thing for sure one thing for sure and i can't believe i'm saying this kind of <laughs> um, um, i kind of forgot we're recording um i thought i was just talking to you so this is going well um <laughs> once upon a time when i was in like during my undergrad i realized one thing that no matter how upset i get over whatever if i'm in tears whatever it is there is one sitcom that can make me smile and i know not everyone will agree with this particular sitcom <laughs> but it's the one thing if you put it on i will laugh even if i was crying yeah what's that and that would be friends <laughs> uh everybody likes friends <laughs> no apparently not i thought so too but apparently the climate of um friends acceptance in the south is quite varied mm-hmm. mm. but yeah. that is my feel good show and no matter what happens um I'll, I'll put that on and i'll feel a little bit better mm. um, but otherwise it's always served as a source of inspiration mm. um and also i guess film and music they express a lot of emotions and all of that is it's about the human condition that's why we're drawn to it yeah yeah definitely we want to learn yeah we want to learn about ourselves actually mm. that's what it is oh for sure yeah definitely i mean uh it's it's just always um yeah i mean i'm pr- i'm pretty sure every nearly every parent would share or watch things with the children and i know when i was little i would uh <laughs> i would be obsessed with star trek because my dad was so into it and uh-huh. and then that kind of uh for people who hasn't watched star trek you should would definitely watch it i know it can be boring at times and probably a bit cliche and all that but fundamentally and i think we've talked about this before but um, you know i I, I love the whole idea where humans all around the world are working together as one to explore other galaxies you know um for people who've been watching netflix uh the oh no no not netflix sorry uh i think it's amazon prime i'm getting uh 
correct me if I'm wrong for people who are Trek fans. I'm so sorry. Uh, people who have been uh, watching Patch, uh, Patrick Stewart's um, new fi- uh, new web uh, new TV series, um, uh, Picard. That's what it's called. <sighs> I nearly forgot oh, his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you ever watched that, now he wasn't he wasn't going to do another film or or TV series. All right, because he's getting old, you know, he's getting to that point where he's like, yeah, he doesn't want to do films anymore. But <laughs> now he wasn't, he was, he was going to turn that script down. Now, the only reason, the only reason why he wanted to do that, to do that TV series, it's only because of that one message, that one letter from a policeman in, uh, in America um, who pleaded him to do more. And the reason because, like, he wrote a letter saying, and I'll just summarize, I can't remember word by word, but he's seen a lot of stuff, you know, in his times. He's, he's, he's witnessed so much violence and, you know, and he gets home at the end of the night and watches Star Trek. And it's because if people out there have that hope in humanity that people can come together as one and work together, um then he has a lot of hope uh, in the future and he does what he does, saving lives as a policeman. Now, because of that letter reached to Patrick Stewart, it touched his heart and he did it. He accepted the script and started doing it. Wow. Oh. Mm. So, I, yeah, that's why I have a lot of hope in humanity. I know there's a lot of chaos uh, overseas. I get that with a whole political stuff and the news and people get drawn into it. I get it. But take that away for a second and think about the people around you. People are trying to strive towards something better. Think about that for a sec. And hopefully we can come together as one, you know, to put our differences aside, no, no matter if you're a left wing or right wing or, you know, in terms of race, like put that aside. That's what I'm hoping for, you know, to really come together and, and, and end all that hatred. Mm. Anyway. Oh, that's, that's beautiful, Will. Thank <laughs> you so much for sharing that. <laughs> that's okay. I'm like, Wait. I'm really touched. That was... That was so beautiful. <laughs> uh, that's how I feel. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping people uh, can uh, feel the same. I'm pretty sure what you've just shared will resonate with a lot of people. Um, and the fact that a lot of these ideas and inspirations and concepts like hope and faith and love and all that um come or instilled are instilled when we're really young when we watch shows and read stories um when we you know learn about peter pan or we watch (laughs) any um Mm. disney things uh yeah star wars it's there's that there's that element of wonder and awe and also it, it because look, the human brain basically we respond to stories. That's why all the scriptures and the sacred books and texts have always been in a story form and mm. metaphor, analogies that encompass the world and the creatures, you know, within. Mm. So, and then our imagination stems from there as well. So, mm-hmm. as children. That's how how we learn um, values and lessons, and we, how we learn about the world is through stories. And when we watch these things, we get inspired, and we go like, "Well, when I grow up, when I grow up, I still have that when I grow up." But I apparently <laughs> have grown up a little bit. But um, but I will not lose hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will grow up one day um, <laughs> and do those other grown up things that I haven't done yet. <laughs> so you see. <laughs> yeah hey we all have a, a percentage of like a kid of, at heart you know at, at at times as well you know heck i have a have a have plushies in my home so <laughs> yeah don't yeah. judge me <laughs> <laughs> that's a grown-up part that's like the cynical grown-up part where you're just like oh my god i'm so gonna be judged right now for having this or saying that 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. In psychology, they call that the um, uh, the super ego, super, isn't it? Super e- Yeah, that, that, yeah. I was thinking of that. Yeah, super ego. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's another message to portray for everyone who's just involved, who has business, uh, who's working in business or owns a business. You know, always ask yourself why you're doing the things you're doing right now. Yeah, that's a that's another assessment you can always um, ask yourself. Um, but I don't know where I'm going with that. But <laughs> I just it just popped in my mind it, for some reason. So anyway. <laughs> um, no, that's a good point. That's a really good point because I wanted to share something when you said that, and it just kind of popped into my head. Yesterday, I was giving a really small presentation for a small group of people um, of volunteers, mm. um, uh, volunteer mentors. And I, the first slide for me um, and the title of my presentation was Connecting Authentically. And my first slide was about why, why are you doing this? What are your personal values that align with mentoring? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you know what are things that i guess i was looking for what inspired you what is it about you within yourself and your beliefs and your values that is aligned with what you're going to do mm. um, and what your biases are your assumptions your positive and negative experiences in this space and a lot of that was about reconnecting with the self and knowing why you're doing this mm. because we can very easily just get caught up with the doing and the output but we forget the why yeah yeah the process, like the, the initial onset and in bahasa um there's this uh, this is proverb and oh my god should i say it in bahasa um <laughs> no i won't <laughs> um but basically basically it's saying translation that it's like the the sprout mm. um, it's like the nut or the seed or the sprout um, has forgotten its skin that it sheds when it's growing, it's growing. Mm, interesting like don't forget where you come from and I think you can obviously apply that in many different levels but in, in this particular case I mean your purpose where did you begin from why did you want to do this mm. and I think that's what you're trying to inspire entrepreneurs to to remember um, their purpose why they started out doing what they do yes of course there are other benefits in terms of like oh rather other goals in terms of yeah. financial and status and you know being a market leader and being out there and all that but yeah we wanted to do this particular thing. We started out, and it was, it's hard. It's really hard being an entrepreneur. You have no idea what you're doing. You're just basically, you have a machete, and you're in the jungle. It's a bit dense, and you're just <laughs> hacking away, trying to find, like, a mm. path. Mm. And then sometimes you hit, like, a cave or maybe, like, a really angry animal or, you know, <laughs> a nest of wasps. And you're like, shit. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. You go, you, you go the other way you run away and you go like damn it i got burnt or you know whatever and then you start again and you, that happens so many times over and over and over again mm. in so many different ways um whether it's in marketing whether whether it's in um developing professionally in your own skills yeah. whether it's communicating with people it happens on so many different in so many different ways and you just keep doing that again and again and again until you find the right way that works for you, which will mm. never work for someone else because that is your journey. Mm. And then when you get there, you're like, right, this is how I do it now. This is a sweet spot. And you go. And then you're like, you know, I see the fruits. And then you that you just keep going for like two years, three years. And then mm. sometimes it really, you know, you're peaking, you're, you're reaching <laughs> level where you know you you can see you can see the horizon you can see mountains whatever um <laughs> it's real, right and then, yeah. and then I don't know, a pandemic happens um yeah. or you know or you get carried away or something a crisis happens and it just impedes you it's an obstacle mm. yes it's an obstacle on this path but maybe it is trying to remind you hey look at where you started up mm. that is and that is how you do it. These are your strengths. Mm. This is 
how you got this far. Those were your resources. Check in with yourself. Check in with the purpose. And, you know, everything is kind of like a byproduct, um, mm. which serves definitely. But we, it's very humbling. It's very humbling mm. when shit mm. hits the fan. Mm. Oh, for sure. And it's also, I'd like to add, uh, don't forget that it is the journey that you will value most, you know, with all the scars from uh, from attacking a bear or whatever, you know, in the jungle. It's it just it comes together where you will appreciate all the hard work, all the all the pressure, and set those expectations as well for yourself. You know, lower it obviously, um, but. It, it, yeah, it, it, that's what I did. Uh, I, I think a lot of times where I look back, you know, with all the trouble, all the all the stuff that uh, that I failed, you know, it's the failures that makes you so strong to become successful in the end of the day, you know. And that's what sometimes people tend to forget that. They tend to forget all the trouble. And sometimes, yeah, they get lost. You do. But always look at the core of why you're doing it. You know, and mm. if it's not for you and it's okay, it's never too late to change. You know, it's mm. no point of keeping going, doing the same thing, going around in circles, being lost and mm. and thinking that there's, you know, and that's another thing as well. Elon Musk said this, um, the problem uh, with people sometimes is that there's so much wishful thinking. And um, that's when things are uh, like a hallucination at times, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you don't get to that point because you're expecting way too much, you know. Mm-hmm. So lower your expectations, going how you feel about things and knowing the why is very, very important um, because if you forget that and you're not going anywhere, well, that's a huge sign for you. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely something you have to change because it, it probably that's not what you're passionate about, you know, mm-hmm. but that's, that's also a journey of finding uh, yourself, you know, what you want to do, what you really, really want to do in life, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it, in a way, the journey does shape who you are, but appreciate that as well and learn from that. Um, and yeah, even write it down. If if it's hard to even uh, think about it, write it down. Write down all the failures you had, you had, um, the, and and why it's not going the way you wanted to go. So you backtrack mm. everything you do. You're like, okay, maybe I'm not good at that. Maybe because I I I, I keep, you know, I, I have, uh, I'm a I'm a victim of wishful thinking. Okay, let's go back. Maybe I'm maybe there's some little things in those failures that you're good at. And you build, mm. you build that and you're going, oh, maybe because uh, I, I, to be honest, like personal experience, I thought I was going to be a cinematographer, but then I'm like, mm. I'm like, nah, no, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I, I can't compete, you know, in that cinematic level. No way. <laughs> so, you know, the more I did that, I'm like, mm, I should backtrack, see what I'm doing. That's what I'm good at doing. So I'm like, oh, I know how to talk to people. Oh, okay. People tend to like me in that sense. And I, 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 I hope, you know, <laughs> I betray, uh, to, uh, I hope I'm that sort of person where uh, um, uh-huh. that people uh, like the way I talk or the way I do things. Oh, great. Okay. That's, that's a plus. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll venture that. And that's how I got into marketing. Um, yeah, I got, I, uh, I connected people together, you know, I, build businesses you know through different things and uh sure i'm not the best in videography or photography still learning but that's just how it is you know you you learn as you go and um segue into different things you know and now people are telling me that i should be a producer now i'm like what never in my life i thought i was going to be a producer so (laughs) um yeah and that's how it it yeah, so lower your expectations. Doing do the things you love doing. Look at your failures and spot out the things you're good at that you comf- you're comfortable in doing. You know, and try and keep trying, testing out little things here and there because you never know what uh, what you're really good at in the other day. 
What I'm hearing from you is that you are saying be realistic and also be curious and persevere with your curiosity. Oh, for sure. Yes. And reflect, reflect on your, on your lessons, because that's where you learn on the failures. Um, and also tap in on the strengths. I'm just trying to like summarize. In order to tap into your strengths, you need to look back and reflect and go back to the failures because that, that is where the lessons are. Mm-hmm. And from there, keep persevering, be curious, and in the grand scheme of things, be realistic. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a uh, it's sometimes it is tough to look into the reality of things because sometimes yeah. it's just you know it's in your head at times and um and that's where you connect as many people as you can um and be transparent. You know, I mean, feedback mm-hmm. is the most one of the most important things. Um, and uh, sure, you know, you get people not giving you the honest feedback, but you know, mm-hmm. this is how it is. So, but you keep, um, keep it, keep, keep in check, you know, mm-hmm. of who, uh, uh, of yourself and what you want to do, um, and and be open to other people. And this is what I tell to everyone I, I work with: please give me feedback you know i'm open to ideas i'm open to even if you're critiquing something of me i'm not gonna say you know and that's the thing don't take things personally as much as you can um Mm. treat it as a a source of development for yourself um Mm. because you only go for yeah you'll you'll go to places when you once you harness that as well it's self-acceptance but yeah (laughs) No, thank you for that. That was very insightful. I wanted to ask you something, though. As an entrepreneur, um, how have you had to adapt in the past year? Do you mm. want to bring it back to the local conditions? Oh, so I guess it sort of resonates what what I've said before. Um you're I'm, I'm constantly battling myself <laughs> so you know the the especially when uh covid hit and lockdown and all that and it's hard to stick to that um and i'm hoping i'm answering your question so um <laughs> so uh, it's you the only person you're competing against is yourself right so mm. how can i get better than the level you're at don't ever think you're the best you're the best and and people tend to fall into that sometimes um and it's quite understandable when there's people saying oh great work good work i love your stuff blah 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 getting all these compliments and that yeah that can fill your head but the 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 whole humbleness thing comes out uh, comes in as well um uh and i think it's because a little bit of my personality, I guess, because I'm always uh, being myself up <laughs> with a lot of things. <laughs> Even though people say that, uh, a lot of good things, I'm like, nah, I, I can do way better. You know, like, look at this little thing. I can't, I, can't, I don't know, like that shot. I, I can do that better. I can, I was shaking in that shot. Anyway, so I like to, I like to think of myself that I uh, try to, Try, yeah, I tend to list out all the things that uh, that I can improve on. There's always room for improvement. That's one thing that drives me all the time, I guess, and that's what keeps me together is that I always want to be the best. You can never be the best. That's reality. But mm-hmm. you can always hone in your skills and experience and, and really uh, 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 – I guess develop yourself in that sense as well. Um, when you're trying to compete yourself against yourself, um, and that's what drives me. Um, uh, you know, what can I do differently? You know, um, what are the things I can and can't do? And there's a lot of things you can do. You know, with pure uh, uh, perseverance and um, mm-hmm. and if your passion's still there and 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 knowing the why you love doing it. Um, um, especially when you and that's and YouTube is a great thing, great tool. 
you know you you'll see a lot of youtubers that inspires you uh, and I, I know it inspires me uh for any photographer videographers i'm pretty sure you've heard of peter mckinnon um he's basically my bible <laughs> when it comes to these things so uh even if you're doing if you're trying to be a lawyer if you're trying to be uh, a doctor or some sort like i, I I will go through documentaries, you know, I will try to find reasons and purpose of, uh, that relates to what you want to do. And, um, that's, that's what, and I love food. So I, I tend to go on Netflix and watch as many food docos as much as possible. It's like, I can do that. If someone can do that, I can do that, you know, and, mm. and that's what resonates with the whole passion thing. If it's, if it's not, if it's something that you think, Oh, I can't do that. Well, Maybe that's not for you. Maybe the passion's not there for you. Maybe your your uh 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 what's that called? Um uh maybe maybe you're destined to do something else, you know? Um but yeah, like I said, it's it's it was a struggle for me. Uh, because yeah, it's just uh, inner battles that I had to had to figure out and uh Seeing that, I mean, I in the, in during the COVID, I, I I didn't do much, you know. Obviously, I can't. My whole sole purpose of my job is going out there and bring business together and 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 talking face to face, you know. I can't do that before, and um, I went back to counselling a little bit just to help her mm-hmm. because I, I guess helping other people is uh, one of my core elements of um, of my purpose, I guess. Uh, mm. and um and i'm like oh if i can't help anyone who uh, what can i do you know <laughs> i lose that purpose <laughs> of uh why why i can't exist i guess <laughs> you know that was in my mind uh and i'm like i want to help people because it makes me happy you know so yeah so looking for things to make you happy is is something i'm always tri- striving towards um uh daily so yeah i hope i answered that <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but what I got from that, because, yeah, because what I got from that was more your, what guided you to remain true to your passion throughout mm. the past year. And that's, so it wasn't too much about being, it wasn't too much about adapting past you know, adapting because we had to, we had no other choice, mm. like mechanically adapting, mm. but I guess you mechanically adapted, but you kept your core values in check consistent, consistently throughout the year. Um, and I, I remember as well that when you were not um, having very much work and you couldn't help people very much either you were always developing on something you were working on something you were like learning something you were getting more equipment like you were always doing something um towards <laughs> development to, still with your passion and um mm. Mm. so thank you for for sharing that yeah yeah cool. yeah it's uh yeah so yeah in terms of what i said i think uh the main thing is just to summarize just a little bit uh, for that question is just um, making, just checking on the why as well, uh, the intentions of why you started up doing what you love doing. You know, you got to make sure you love what you do first. Um, and if you love what you, if you really love what you're doing, mm-hmm. then things won't change like uh like it wouldn't be too much of a struggle to mm-hmm. adapt in that sense as well mm-hmm. um so yeah you've oh, uh, t- yeah. yeah good point i really like that yeah because you know when we think about the pursuit of happiness right mm-hmm. wealth or whatever it is generally we don't get there when we want to seek for happiness we don't get happiness Mm. when we are actually seeking to fulfill other passions and maybe you know help others that is where the happiness is it's a byproduct the wealth is a byproduct Mm. it is the passion that drives us it is 
the perseverance and I guess the, the purpose and the meaning and especially when it is about other people rather than ourselves, then all the other things come along anyways. Um, mm. and, and there will always be the other things that come along like maybe status or money or whatever these things are. Um, they'll come along but they won't, if, if you're true to your purpose and your passion, it will never rock you mm. and distract you mm-hmm. into another path, at least not for long if they do, because mm. deep down inside, the passion will still burn, you know, mm. to, to make another more cliche, but the passion mm-hmm. still burns and you, you still want to go back doing what you love, mm. not really that interested. Yeah, you're happy and all that. That's a byproduct because happiness is a state that changes. Sadness changes. Nothing is really that permanent, right? Mm-hmm. We are just like waves that, you know, up, down, left, right, whatever happens, you know, affects us. Our emotions are indications of what is happening around us and within us. They're like signals, mm-hmm. but they're not us. Just like happiness, I, I, happiness is not me. Mm. <laughs> it's something I experience uh, when I do certain things. But when I say, it's almost like saying I'm happy, but are you really happy? Do you identify as <laughs> happy? Like you can go down that road. But you, you get my point. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, uh, yeah, it's not about, um, you know, you don't put happiness on the pedestal and try to reach there because you'll never be happy in that way because you're always struggling to find that happiness all the time, right? It's uh, and this is gonna yeah. sound so you know cliche, but like, yeah, it's it's always about the journey of doing things you're doing um, that makes you happy in search for mm-hmm. happiness. So, um, and this is another, uh, this is one of the books I've read, uh, years ago, but, um, if you ever have a look in, um, I don't know there's audio books or even the local bookshop, uh, try to look for Hector and the search for happiness. Um, and it's been in a, it's a movie as well, um, based on that book, uh, uh, a custard uh, with some peg in it. If uh, people like uh, Shaun of the Dead, <laughs> um, he yeah. So it's been written by Francois Lillard. Um, definitely a good read. He's got a series of books um, just about a psychiatrist uh, on a daily basis uh, go through client problems every day, but he's not happy mm-hmm. himself. So he goes out traveling, um, seeking for that happiness as well. Um, so definitely a good read if you, if anyone uh, likes to look at that. Um, uh, it's a, yeah, it, it really, it's very insightful in, in terms of that as well. So, yeah. What was the title again? Hector's Search for Happiness? Hector and the Search for Happiness. Yeah. And great. the Search for Happiness. Cool. Great read, very great read. And for people who don't want to read, I guess uh, they can they can watch the film as well. Um, I think I don't know if it's on net, Netflix or, uh, but you can always rent it out. But uh, it's a it's a the movie itself. It's a it's it's cramped uh, many scenes in one. So you know it it's kind of uh, underwhelming in my in my opinion. Uh, still funny, um, but yeah, if you read the book, it's, it's better. Okay, thank you for that, Will. Um, which reminds me, if anyone's interested in things around happiness, or just even the science of it, um, there is this organization called the Greater Good Science Center, something like that, um, GGS. <laughs> And I, I post actually on my Instagram account, I post their monthly calendars um, because they're very centered on happiness, but they say outright it is really not about happiness. It's about others and it's about purpose, it, basically this podcast. So, um, but they obviously go into a lot more academic detail. Um, a lot of psychologists are part of this um, organization. You can do courses with them. I did the science of happiness it's a six month course on edx um and i think it was through harvard if i'm not mistaken i was at boston university i don't remember um it was a few years ago and it was really epic because it really goes into the science of it 
uh, gen- just generally check out the website they have podcasts as well they mm-hmm. are they make things really easy to understand and they give you the opportunity to go into a rabbit hole if you want to um, because this, everything's backed up with research, a lot of empirical evidence and data, and they're all, um, they're yeah, they're pretty serious academics. So, if, <laughs> yeah, they're not screwing around there. Um, but it, it just, it's, it's, it's very, it's very eye-opening. And then you start to realize that a lot of the way that we are, just the way we are as humans, um, is built in for a certain way not to pursue happiness but to pursue meaning and that happiness is that byproduct so it's it's really really cool i really um recommend you check that out as well as uh, will's uh, film and book that he suggested i'll put that in the comments and before we wrap up is there anything you'd like to share will yeah, uh, so uh, definitely head over to uh, a road to recovery with number two, by the way, dot uh, com uh, dot org. Is it dot org? Yeah. Oh, it's dot, 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 dot com. Now I changed it. Oh, you, oh, you changed it. <laughs> yeah, I got another website because I didn't know initially that dot org was for you know charities, <laughs> and not for profit. Um, yeah. Hey, come on, this was like years ago. I had no idea. Uh, um, <laughs> well, learning, and, well, learning. <laughs> and later on, I learned. So I have it. They both, both basically, you can either go to a road number two recovery dot com. Or a road to recovery org, they'll lead you to the same place. Yeah. Um, same website. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely go to the website. Uh, there's, she's done a lot of blogging. Uh, it will just be posted on her Facebook as well. Uh, definitely check that out. Been reading every single one of them. Very, very interesting and insightful as well. Um, and uh, you can also check out um, toprockproductions.com if you want to see my face, which I need to change the photo of. <laughs> Um, yeah i got my photo on that oh my god i i I, that was when that was shot in in japan and uh, i've gained a lot of weight at that time so (laughs) um but definitely have a look at it uh if there's anyone who wants to reach out to me or reach out to uh, amira as well she's been fabulous with everything um with counseling so if you need someone to talk to please 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 go to her site but if you want to look at marketing services or anything filming related uh, just go to my site, um, toprockproductions.com as well. Uh, if anyone if anyone wants to market anything, any product, it's uh, big or small, it doesn't matter. Um, like I said, we're all here to help. Um, we're all in this together. Um, and yeah, hope to see any of you soon. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time, see ya. See ya.